following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, November 19th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 65. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, our job today is to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Chiefs. It will be the game of the weekend, in my opinion, in the NFL. It will be a fun game, hopefully. And uh, we'll tell you by the end of the show whether we think the Cowboys will win this game or not, Cowboys travel to Kansas City tomorrow and uh, give us a chance to get some Kansas City barbecue. Uh, so that'll be fun, and uh, we'll see how things go on Sunday. Uh, Nick, give me a 65. Let's get this thing rolling. Andre Gerard. I knew exactly who you I were. I mean, you had to. You had I to saw him Sunday Andre. at the game, actually. Yeah. I mean, last – no, not last – was that last He was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great player. I mean, unfortunately for him, uh, he had to have somebody step on his face. Yeah. Before he could really get to that name recognition and like, oh, he was a guy. Oh, he's a good player, too. And next thing you know, he makes five Pro Bowls. But I'll say this. He had probably the funniest thing I've ever heard anyone say. I've told it before, but it's so funny. No, no, not the hockey story. Hockey story is funny, too. But he basically was on our air talking about going to that dude ranch in in 2002. (laughs) And he was talking about Troy Hambrick taking this pig and dragging this pig by the feet around and throwing this pig around and. And he, Andre just goes, I'm, I'm pretty sure he tore that pig's ACL. And I like, I'm, <laughs> it was I just, funny. That was funny. But yeah, he said he wanted to play hockey, be the first guy to ever throw someone over oh. the glass. Yeah. He didn't do that. He never played, but he did play center, and he played pretty good. Yeah. Ron Leary was a good choice too, 65. But Andre Gerard, he's he's the the best choice. Good number. Good 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 uh, good player. Fun player. All right. <laughs> Y'all keep looking at me. I'm like, oh, I have no idea who that is. You don't know Andre. No. He, he works. He, he, he was. Does he still too. work here? No, he doesn't work here okay. anymore. But he yeah. was. He was. He here. worked here for a time. I know he's worked here at some point. When you Probably if I see his face, I'm terrible you know, with names. Yeah. You know, what I loved about it when Andre was. Um, um, he was. We went to Washington. We went to the. Uh, was it the African American yeah. History Museum. Museum of History? And it was really cool because we all we all were there, and it was you know as you go. As you go up up there and it gets a lot lighter and, and better and it shows a lot of the athletes and entertainers and all that. And there was that part where it was talking about the center position. Mm-hmm. It's one of the very few positions in the mm-hmm. league that has African-American centers. and I mean, the African-American starters. And he was one, one of the very uh, first ones. And he was real proud of that. And he was there and he should have been. And, and it was it was cool just talking to him yeah. uh, out there as well. You don't you don't think about it. But, yeah, there, there hasn't been one that has a lot of yeah. African-Americans. And he, he was out. And he was really good at he it. He was really, really, really good. good. Um, yeah, just, and and I, I'd say that tongue-in-cheek about that happened in 2006. You know, with Hainsworth, he was ready to be a star. He was about to be a star. And that just unfortunate thing that happened. He handled it as good as you could possibly. Well, and it was it. also because of how it happened, too, because I think the reason why he got stomped is because it stomped his face because he was killing him. Was killing like, he was him, destroying yeah. that dude that game, and he just got frustrated. Hainsworth got fr- yeah. frustrated and decided to get dirty. Um, and so I think I think it just brought more attention to the fact that 
No, Gerard was handling him, mm-hmm. handling him easily. Well, I shouldn't say easily, but handling him well. And um, and so I think that kind of got a little yep. more attention on just how well he was playing the position. Yep. Okay, right. I definitely know him. Yeah, I was going to say, I know <laughs> yes. you know Andre. How did yeah. I not remember? And by the way, he's yes. the most friendly guy, too. Yes, so if, if you were around, I'm sure he's he really would nice. come around and say hi, yeah, that yes, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, Andre's a good dude. All right, um, let's jump into some storylines. We do this every Friday. I, I have a list of different questions slash storylines that, that I think will be important to this game. Uh, let's start first with kind of just a big picture thing. Um this game has the potential to be one that that could be I don't know you know they could score eighty points between the two of them and I don't think anybody would be surprised by that. My question for you guys is if this turns into a shootout, who benefits more, Kansas City or Dallas? Um, I I think Dallas does because I just think I think that their their offense is better. I think they have more Dallas's weapons. offense is better. I do. I do think it has it has more weapons. We talked about this yesterday on a different show, but you know, if you if you give me the best weapon, Kansas City's got it. If you give me the top 3 weapons, they probably have two. You give me the top 10, Dallas probably has seven of them, six of them. So, at the end of the day, they're going to ha- they have more and they have an offensive line that I think's better. So, I think they're going to be able to keep scoring uh, the best, I think. I think they will be able to do that. So I, I would say Dallas in, in, in a shootout there. Amber, trying to look up. Okay, if you guys have good memory, out of all the games they've played so far, what are the games that has been a very good back and forth, back and forth, other the than first the first one? game? Oh, okay, other than that. yeah, other than Tampa. Hmm. I mean, Kansas remember? City. I mean, not Kansas City. Um, Los Angeles was close. But I don't know that it was like back and forth. There wasn't a ton of points scored in that well, game. Well, there there was a few points scored in the Carolina game. It was just not considered back and forth. It yeah. was like the Cowboys. It was close early. The Cowboys took a big lead into the fourth quarter. Carolina got back into it. And then, you know, they won 36-28. That's a pretty yeah. high-scoring game. Yeah. But that wasn't really back and forth yeah. like this. I shootout. mean, New England maybe? New England, yeah. I mean, New England obviously took that that early lead, and then they kind of yeah. Cowboys came back in. but. I mean, that was a game that was kind of a back-and-forth kind of game to me, or at least it felt like that from the standpoint that it was kind of like these ebbs and flows in the game where one team was on top, then the yeah. other team's on top, then the other team's on You know what I'm saying? Just kind of I guess like that would be me. the next one, like closest one that was like that. I'm trying to like kind of think back and compare, okay, how have the Cowboys' offense responded to games like that to where it's really kind of keeping up and staying on top and how has the end result been? And we saw, I mean, week one, that was as close as it could get, and it was fun, and they were just right there. And you kept you keep saying, had it not been for Zach Martin being out, you yeah. think he, they would have won that game. I think they, Yeah, I think they could have. I think they could have been more complete. The thing is about a shootout is can you score? I mean, you need to score. Can you go score? Against the Bucks, they needed to go down and get a field goal. They did. They mm-hmm. and then they needed more time off the clock so that you know, but they did they needed points there. They needed points even in that Carolina game when they got close. They needed to go get first downs. They were able to do that. They were able to score against the the Patriots when they just had to have it. Cedric Wilson fourth down. They were able to score against the Vikings when they had to go down it. So they they've shown this year that when they really have to go make a drive, even the Chargers at the end of the game, mm-hmm. they've done that. So that's what a shootout is about, and I think that Dak and them can do it. And the other thing about a shootout, in my opinion, is typically the defenses don't make as much of an impact. But what you'll notice, I think, a lot of times in a shootout, is at some point toward the end of the game, one of the defenses mm-hmm. makes a critical play, a critical stop, a critical turnover, something like that. 
And I actually look at this Dallas team, and I think this defense is light years ahead of where they were in week one. I think they are a much better defense at this point than they were back then. I think they've settled into their roles. And so I do think this is the kind of defense that if they got into that kind of game, they may not stop them most of the day. But I think they have the kind of defense that in given put in a, a specific situation, here's the game, you need to make a stop. I think this defense can maybe make that kind of play. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between maybe what we saw in week one versus what we could see. You think yeah. it might get to overtime? Oh, it's possibility for sure. <laughs> Everything's possible in this game. Like these are two I mean, these are two what, two of the top five offenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Not not even not even looking at conference, like two of the yeah. top offenses in the NFL. So and two defenses that can give it up. Like we've seen both these two defenses give up a ton of yards. So I expect these offenses to go up and down the field. Well, what it ends up in, whether it's field goals or touchdowns, who knows? But I do expect them to move up and down the field pretty. <laughs> you mentioned field goal, and I'm like, watch this be the freaking game where. <laughs> It comes down to like the kicker or something like that, and then it's like, are you kidding me? It will. It will come <laughs> down to kickers. So one of the kickers is going to make a, a game-winning kick. You think? It'll come down. I mean, yeah. every every game at the end of the half or the game always seems to come down to a kick, a field goal here. So yeah, it would. I would. I'm saying a missed one though. Oh, a missed one. Like we've been talking about it so much, and they got him by. And I mean, we know that Greg, and he's back, so he's expected to play in this game. And we know how usually we say, "Oh, when key moments like that, he'll kind of put it up and make it." But then, what if it goes the other way this yeah. time around when you really, really need him? So hopefully not. Hopefully yeah. this is just you know. And they have a good kicker over there. Getting nervous. Butker. Yeah, Butker. Yeah, yeah he's he's good. I mean, he's he's real good, actually. I think so. he missed last week. Was it last week or week before us that he missed a, a missed kick? A kick. Yeah. It was. It was. I think it was a makeable. I think it was like in the forty range, but I'm not sure about that. But I do remember him missing. I was watching mm-hmm. the game, but he missed one. Anyway, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, I want to dive a little bit into the idea of how you know. Obviously, the Cowboys are the team that has the better record in this instance, but I think nationally, everyone looks at the Kansas City team and thinks. Uh, they are among the, the 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 league's elite. My question for you guys that we'll talk about when we come back from the break is how much of a measuring stick game is this for the Cowboys and what does it mean if they win? What does it mean if they lose? We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a Cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing the star where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going bank of america is proud to be the official bank of the dallas cowboys and to support the quest of living life the cowboys way copyright 2020 bank of america corporation want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. We are in the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Real quick, I do want to mention for you guys that are here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, make sure you check out this weekend. We, For the first time ever, we're going to have a two-site, two-location um, watch party. You have that? Nick? Yeah, I can give you some more sure, information. Talk about that. Huh? Talk about that. Like you said, two watch parties here. Yeah. Uh, they're presented by Miller Lite. Heads AT&T Discovery District or Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium to watch the Cowboys cheerleaders performance. You got Cowboys alumni, hang with Roddy, a lot of stuff going on. Pre-game celebrations begin at 1 p.m. at the AT&T Discovery District, 2 p.m. at the Miller Lighthouse. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash watch party. Yeah, that AT&T Discovery District, I don't know if you guys have been down there. It is actually pretty, pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. It's got like a hundred foot, four foot. Uh, video wall where they'll have the game and it's just a lot they'll have food trucks out there and all kinds of stuff uh, for this watch party but it's a really cool location in downtown Dallas has been pretty busy this season Rowdy yes I feel like everything that Nick reads (laughs) involves Rowdy in it Rowdy's delivering presents going to watch parties doing all kinds of things had a really nice person on Twitter say are we sure Nick Nick isn't Rowdy Hmm. we are not sure nobody knows I've never seen the two of them in the same place Mm. You, you haven't? I don't think so. I'm yeah. trying to think. I don't think so. Well, I was at I was up there working the other day when he was parading around. And Were you? No, maybe I wasn't. Maybe you weren't. Maybe I'm rowdy. <laughs> maybe I am. All right. Welcome back to the second segment of the Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. We got Dave joining us right now. Dave, you had your walk off with Coach McCartley. He give us anything? Anything? I, well, it's I love working here. Um. Without trying to dive into specifics too much, I, for the last 20 minutes, I've been like, how are we going to talk about the Cowboys making a guard change without just coming out and saying that's what's happening? And then and Jerry Jones does it for me. Go. Literally, uh, as I was, I was coming down wondering about this, and then I saw Twitter, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's out there. Connor Jerry McGovern, makes our jobs easy, doesn't Connor McGovern's going to start at left guard. Um, that's probably the big thing. I, I do want it. I didn't have a chance to talk to Coach McCarthy about this, but I wonder, it sounds like Tyron Smith's going to play, but they want to see him practice tomorrow. They want to make sure he's still on the up and up, and three days of practice is big to them. They do their last practice on Saturday instead of Friday. I think it's weird to play a new left guard if Tyron's not ready to play. That's just me. Uh, so I wonder like, if they do wind up sitting Tyron down, but but it sounds like it sounds like this is a full go. Like it sounds like Connor McGovern is going to start no matter what. But I wonder if that's a good idea to have Terrence Steele and Connor McGovern next to each other at Arrowhead. 
all that type of stuff. They must feel like he's not going to be worse, though, right? Sure. Well, I'm, yeah, it, you don't make it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, I, I think they probably look at it like, look, he's not going to be worse, and if we can at least get rid of the penalties. And I think there's a go. there's a snowball effect that that's in play there too, where like opponents are going to key on Connor Williams. The referees probably are too, because he leads the league in penalties. It's like mm-hmm. a self fulfilling prophecy at some point. So yeah, I don't think he can be worse. It's just interesting to me. But I do. Um, I mean, I think Tyron's going to play, even though they're not 100% ready to say that yet. But after last game, the way that Kellen Moore utilized McGovern in the game in so many different ways, I mean, it makes me wonder, is it a good idea? And I get it. We've been complaining about Connor Williams. But after you see how much more Connor McGovern can give you in the offense of just like a sur- surprise element type of thing that I'm sure Connor Williams... Well, maybe he could. He but I is don't... going to do that. I'm sorry, he is going to do that. And you think he would be good at it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I don't. I didn't think Connor McGovern would be that great at it, and Lyle Collins was actually good at it too. It's just blocking and space. I think Connor Williams is a good athlete, and he can he can go and do that. So yeah, I mean, he was a left tackle. That's he gets a lot of credit for his athleticism. So, yeah. I don't know if they but get as right. creative with him as they were starting to get with Connor McGovern. I mean. That was after kind of do it so long. Yeah, like yeah. after so many weeks of practice, they're doing all kinds of goofy stuff with Connor McGovern. Maybe they just limit it to more traditional fullback stuff with Connor. I have Williams. a feeling that Connor Williams's arrow is going to be pointed up higher than Connor McGovern's after this game. Yeah. Just because when you're playing, you know, you're getting graded as a as a left guard. He's getting graded as this fun little fullback doing stuff, just blocking. And then the roles are going to get reversed, and then the penalties might get reversed. Then we'll see how how we feel about it. They're making three position changes though for this game. That's from what we saw last week. We got a new left tackle, which is the starting left tackle, so that's a good move. New left guard, and then a new fullback because of all the dominoes. But it's yeah. all should be for the best. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't think. Uh, I think Connor McGovern's going to be fine, but the backup's always more popular than the starter, unless yeah. the starter is a stud. So, and I think I think Connor Williams will be fine doing that role that McGovern was doing. But if they if he wasn't, and Nick, you and I had this conversation yesterday. I mean, there's nothing that stops them on some plays from swapping them out. So essentially putting Connor Williams at guard and having McGovern at fullback. They could do that if they chose to on some plays. Now, of course, you don't could, see it very often. Yeah, but it, 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 could. Could, it could also telegraph maybe what they're going to want to do. Maybe they use that as a also as kind of camouflage on what they're going to do, right? So there are ways they could work that if they wanted to work it like that. I suspect that Connor Williams will be just as good doing the job as Connor McGovern, maybe even better because he is, I think. Athleticism has never been the problem for him. It's been strength for him. So mm-hmm. I think getting him in space and letting him run and, and, and try to get blocks in open space, I think that probably is something. You think McGovern is well stronger than him right now? I don't know. I, I think that's, out. Been, that's been <laughs> Connor Williams' issue. So we're going to find out if, yeah. if Connor McGovern has the same issue or if he's stronger you know, there at that position. The funny thing is, like, this probably won't change the Chiefs' approach at all. They're like, oh, we're going to put Chris Jones over this guy that leads the league in penalties. And now it's like, oh, we're going to put Chris Jones over the new starter who right. hasn't gotten to start much this year. Like, do this. Either say, way. Guy's gonna... name is still Connor, too. Like, you don't yeah. have to change anything. It's right. really, we're going to put Chris Jones on the guy that's not Zach Martin. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, that's what and I would do. By the way, that's a smart thing no matter Always. what. Always. Yeah. No matter yeah. what. And by the way, if Connor was playing pretty good, it's still the it, smart thing to do. It would be the yeah. smart thing to do in the Pro Bowl. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think. Right. 
All right. Um, so let's get back to the, the conversation. We were looking at storylines of this game. Um, before we went to break, I started talking about the idea that I think we all agree Kansas City is considered among the elite teams in the NFL. Um, and Dallas has really only played one of those teams this year, that being Tampa Bay in week one. Although they played really well, they end up losing that game. So my question for you guys is how much of a measuring stick is this game for Dallas to figure out whether they really are among the league's elite uh, or not? There's a lot of different ways you can go with that. And I mean, we got into it at the end of yesterday's show, too, of like, I do think it is because Kansas City, they are what everybody strives to be, which is like a team that you feel confident is going to be their conference championship weekend. They've done it three years in a row. They haven't played that well this year, though. It's really it's it's the narrative more so than the reality. Like, you got to go out and prove it every week, right? Um, and so... Somebody asked me earlier this week, like, do they need to win this to prove something? I'm like, absolutely not. It's an AFC opponent, and no, you're not getting in because people are voting for you. You get, you just got to win enough games and then let the chips fall where they may. So they don't need it, but I do think it really changes the narrative about who this team is if they do get a win, for sure. I think this will, uh, unfortunately, I think this will only be a big game if the Cowboys lose. If the Cowboys win, I don't think it'll be considered a big game. If people want to hate on the Cowboys, and there's plenty of them that will, they'll just they'll point to the fact that the Chiefs are, are bad. They're six and five. They're a bad team now. They they're barely over five hundred, probably out of the playoff. I mean, maybe out of the picture as it stands right currently. You know, good good job, Dallas. You beat a six and five team. Now, if they lose, then it's like, well, you know, it was a chance to be a big big time win and you lost. So I just don't feel like and I don't think I don't agree with it. I think this is a big game. I don't I don't I don't care. You're not going to face a team in this atmosphere anything really tougher than in the playoffs, I don't think. I mean, maybe maybe at Green Bay if it's snowing, but they don't have the weapons. They don't have the weapons that Kansas City does. So I think it's a big game, but unfortunately, I don't think the Cowboys will get enough credit for it if they win. They'll get they'll get the flip side if they lose. I think it comes down to how they win or how they lose this game much like the week one with Tampa Bay like that was a even with them losing I don't think many people came out of that game really going at the Cowboys and criticizing them it was like okay wow they they might be really good this year so that's what it comes down to to me is watching this game what are the mistakes they make and what are the thing the mistakes that even Kansas City makes on them because we've seen it uh, other times even with good teams it's like okay well it was more on how the opponent played like they didn't do a good job type of thing rather than the Cowboys were excellent and they really beat them so it just this is one of those games that despite what ha- what happens as the end result, I'll be more focused on what actually happened in the game and how both teams reacted during the game. I think I, I get your point, and there are definitely going to be people that do that because anybody that doesn't love the Cowboys hates them. But among like rational-minded people, I think I think this has a chance to kind of flip the script. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, Kansas City hasn't been good this year, but they've won three in a row. Mahomes is still Mahomes. I actually, this whole, I wrote a column yesterday about Dak being a potential MVP candidate, and I wasn't even really thinking about Mahomes. And then I looked at his numbers. They're incredible He's by anybody else's yeah. standards. But that is the standard for Mahomes that you're like, 
Like, like it's he's like he's got like thirty five hundred yards and more touchdowns than Dak, and yeah, he's thrown a lot of picks. He still only has ten. I mean, yeah. that's a lot. But twenty five touchdowns, yeah, and interceptions. Yeah. So that so this is still the standard for quarterback play for what an organization can accomplish, all that stuff, and uh, it's three thirty game. I think about this all the time. Our buddy Pat Doney told me this. I was giving him crap about a question he asked somebody. I was like, that sucked. That was stupid, Pat. Why do you? I don't know. I said something mean to him, and he was like, Dave, you write for the diehards who know the backup's name. I write for the suburban mom that doesn't know anything about the Cowboys or shout out to suburban moms because some of them are the hardcore. Of course, well. of course. Yeah. But just as yeah. he's like, I my audience is people that are like, oh, the Cowboys are on. I like Dak, you know, like that type of thing, yeah. and that winning this game. <laughs> will sway a lot of those types of opinions where people yeah. are like, whoa, the Cowboys beat the Chiefs yeah. on the road. Like, that is a big deal. Yeah. You, know, you ever laugh? At it? I don't know if it, sometimes people just ask you questions because they kind of know the answer. They just want to talk about it, which is fine. But sometimes people will be like, so who the Cowboys got this week? They're like, I got the, the Chiefs. And they're like, where is that game? Is that home or away? And you're just like, God. What do you mean? Of course it's at Arrowhead. Everyone knows, you know, but it's like, no, they don't. No, they, don't. they don't know. No. But yeah. My yeah. wife tells me that all the time. She's like, you live in a bubble. Yeah. Do you think everybody lives and breathes around Dallas Cowboys or NFL football? They don't. When like, I, a lot of people watch it, yeah. they don't necessarily leave, live, it, live it every day like you do. I, you know? I get out into the world sometimes, and, like, yeah, like you're here, you're neck deep in it. Like yeah. I can tell you that's Dak's stat line from memory, like all that stuff. And then I get out in the world, and people are like, they still have Zeke. I, like he's got. <laughs> I like his hair. I'm just like, oh my god. Okay. But but that but they matter too. How's I mean, that? how's Dez doing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many people watch the Super Bowl, and how many of those people actually like live and breathe NFL football? Of course, a lot of them. But by and large, this is just something that's on in the background. But games like this make those people sit mm-hmm. up and take notice, right? And that's why the numbers will be crazy as the oh, yeah. people that will watch this game. So let me ask you guys this. So so let's assume for a second the Cowboys lose this game. Does it change your opinion of the Cowboys? Because right now I look at them as as right there among those elite teams. But I'm looking at I'm lo- no go ahead okay finish. I'm, but I'm looking at the fact that again, like I said, the the only game they've played against that level of opponent so far they've lost, and they won't get another opportunity to play against another team like this in that caliber, at least as people think of them, until they get to the Arizona game in January. Uh, does it change your opinion of what you think of this team if they should lose? I'm pointing to Amber because she's, she said it's how they win or how they yeah, but But even at that, it. though, does it does – it, I think the thing about it is that would be the case if it was the first game they played. They've already played one of those games, and they won. I mean, they lost it, but they played well. But if they, they lose this one playing it well, does it then become, well, the Cowboys are a good team. The Cowboys may not be able to compete and win against the best teams in the league. Fair, and that would be fair. And if they get beat 31-10, to 10, then it's like, well, I don't really know. They're maybe not as good. Yeah, and, and that— they're gonna. It's gonna be negative either way. I mean, because I think, because they've already because they've already done it. If they if they if this was the first time they faced a good team, they you know yes yeah. because no more of that that Tampa Bay stuff. You got one. That's the mo- that's right. it. You don't get it again. You don't get good losses. Now it's a trend. Ooh. Yeah. See, I I disagree. Really? How? Yeah. Be, uh, it does matter how they play. If they get wiped off the field, and it's like, all right, maybe maybe they're frauds. Maybe they're not as good as we think they are. 
if it plays out the exact same way as Tampa, like if they lose the game on the last kick, I say, okay, they went toe-to-toe with a team that was in the Super Bowl. They didn't get it done. The season's only half over. They're going to get another one of these when they play Arizona. And, oh, by the way, it's a ridiculously random game with an oblong ball where you never know what's going to happen. And I say, they were three plays away from beating Tampa Bay. If they're two plays away from beating Kansas City, sure, it's disappointing, but you're st- I'm still like they are going toe-to-toe with the class of the NFL. And you don't know what's going to happen next time they get this opportunity. That's all fair. And that all is right. I'm saying, for me, I do at that point, I'm kind of in the back of my head saying, man, can they, when it gets to yeah. mid to late January well, yeah. and you're playing on every weekend, you're playing somebody that good. Does it change my expectations of of whether I think they are really a Super Bowl contender or just a a team that's going to be in the playoffs and then is going to have a hard time facing these really good teams every week? But again, like, but see, that's my point. Like, if they if they lose at the gun, then they to some degree. I I get. I'm not trying to say it's good that they lose, but like they did what they needed to do. Like those teams, the wild card teams that you know don't really have a chance, they're getting waxed by yeah. the Chiefs. They're getting blown out. Like there's always a team that like they're the 5 or 6 seed and you're like, "Okay, have fun with your cute little wild card game. You're yeah. not going anywhere." But if you And by the way, Dallas would destroy those teams too, I think. Exactly. Yeah. And so Dallas has been that team. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. I, but if you if you're capable of, of of pushing them to the brink, then I just think it signifies something different. That's all I'm saying. I think Dave's in a really nice way. He's also he's saying that that if you think that way, like your opinion doesn't matter. And he's not really saying that to you, but, but no, but no, no. But what I'm saying is, is that people true. that think that way, yeah. it it doesn't really matter because the reality of it, because the first thing you said was, is you're right. The Cowboys went toe to toe. They've lost now. They've lost three games. One of them was just crazy against Denver. But let's say that they they lose to the Chiefs and it's close. They've lost two close road games against the two teams that have been the Super Bowl. That's only happened like five times in the history of the franchises to face both Super Bowl teams on the road. And so you know it, that doesn't mean they're, they're not they can't go and win these games. It really doesn't matter. They'll they'll be fine two months from now when they play in the playoffs or whatever. But for us, and talk shows and all this stuff, it's like, hmm, I don't know. And it's, yeah. it's fodder for everyone to do that. And and for fans, like that that still exists in the back of their mind. There's a difference between you win that game, and now in the back of your mind you're like, yeah, no, no, this team really does have a shot. Like They can beat those kinds of teams. If they lose that game, even if they lose it close, it's like, man, it makes me wonder when they're playing that caliber of opponent. They'll be good enough to, to stay in the game – but not quite good enough to get over the top. That's the part that's still left unknown. I I I get I get it. I, it it's ironic because like the way that I think about seasons and teams is completely counterproductive to me being somebody who relies on getting people to listen to me every day. You know, because right. I'm basically like it doesn't matter. Like yeah, right. true, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'll put it like this: like, I'm, and I'm thinking right now, all I'm talking about is really from the standpoint of our fans out there listening. And if you put yourself in the same boat, thinking about your fandom, like let's yeah, say yeah. LSU, no, absolutely, you, you get how that. No, you just kind of play these tricks with yourself. Like, should I really be buying into us being this good, or should I not? And if you see a game like this, and and they happen to lose it, now you've got some doubts. You I know, just, it just it doesn't make you feel comfortable. Of, and I get it. Again, nobody's going to be happy if they lose this game, even if they lose a classic. Yeah. Um, but 
it's 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 the experience of it all. It, like going on the road in a place that the I mean the Chiefs could still host the AFC title game. That's not out of the question. By the way, if they lose this game, Nick, you said it. Like they're out. I I think they're still going to be right in the middle of the yeah. AFC playoffs, and I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the AFC Championship or in the Super Bowl. I haven't I, at no point during this entire entire season have I written off the Chiefs. Yeah. Like I, this might be if they lose, it might be their only loss between now and January. Like right. that wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Um. So, but like go going into an environment like that where like the fan it's going to be noisy, all that good stuff, and it, it's like the experience of it, and you internalize that. Dak, um, if we go all the way back to week one, Dak said that about the loss to Tampa. He was like, "We learned the difference between like good enough and and great, mm-hmm. you know." Or, or it was something like that. It's been two months. I don't remember, but just that that's that's the difference, and. I think you can even you can learn lessons from a loss about like okay this is what we didn't do this is what we did do and as long as you look like you belong in the game I still think that's a good enough experience and again we're at mid season there's so many games sure. left to go um it'll be disappointing if they lose but if they play the right way, losing won't change my opinion of what they're capable of. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit about this, uh, this defense, this Dallas defense, and what they're going to do or try to do uh, in, order, in order to slow down Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf, Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. (laughs) 
Oh, give the gift of Cowboys this season with the Dallas Cowboys United membership sponsored by Globe Life. Starts at just $20. It includes exclusive fan pack, VIP member experiences. Tis the season. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to get yours today. Final segment of the Break Life from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. we got a few more minutes, so let's get to it. Dallas Cowboys defense will have to face maybe the best maybe the best two skilled players that they faced all season this game with Kelsey and Hill. Maybe you would throw a couple of guys in that mix, but they certainly are right up there at the top and obviously both on the same team. It was interesting this morning. I heard Mike McCarthy in his interview on uh, 105.3 The Fan uh, with Sean and, and RJ. Uh, he was asked, which one do you try to take away? Uh, and he was talking about how the tight end is most important because a tight end if he has a field day, that means he is controlling the middle of the field, and that creates a lot of other problems for your defense. But all that being said, how do you expect Dallas to match up against these two really great players? Well, I think you use your length, and guys like Curse, guys like Diggs, that can um, you know, guard uh, Kelsey. He's, he's, a, he's better than any tight end that, they've probably, that they will face all year. Until you know, next week? Yeah, he's he's probably he's better. better. He's probably better because he's just because of the the other thing you have to worry about. You can't just say I'm going to put my corner on him mm-hmm. like you can do it with Atlanta. You can do that because they don't have anybody. Yeah, nice nice job, Atlanta. Well, they really know how to deflate the Cowboys' well, win. Well, they didn't have their guys. Like it's go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, I just I think that Tyreek Hill offsets that too. Like you yeah. you, you got to watch him, and then so then it's like which one do you pick and. You know, and then you got Hardman running around. He's he's pretty good. He's pretty fast. He's incredibly fast. They got some guys that can run. They got some speed. So I, I you know, but but I I think that Kelsey he's a he's a really really dynamic player. And yeah, I think that they have the best tight end and they have the fastest receiver. So I would like to think Dan Quinn's got some wrinkles up his sleeve. And that's what we've loved so much is like they alter it. They're not they're not just going to go in there and do what we do. When we talked about it earlier in the week, I would love to see I hope they get the too high memo. I hope I mean and I know it's easier said than done. Like Mahomes can beat too high. It's not like it's mm-hmm. kryptonite for him, but I think you got to drop and cover, give him some tough windows to throw into. I love the idea of like Jaron Curse Manning up with Kelsey in the slot with a safety over top of him, so you can kind of bracket the tight end in the middle of the field. Um, I love the. I think we say this every week, but I love the idea of upping Micah's edge rush repertoire. Just gotta gotta make. I'm not gonna say make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable because he he's like Dak. He's better when he's on the run, yeah. but but you gotta you gotta try to to disrupt the flow of this thing and. He's a guy. I always say, like, you don't even need to sack him. You just need to make him uncomfortable. I think you need to. No, I gotta, gotta you need to down. sack this guy. You can't just hit him because that doesn't do anything. He, I mean, what I don't, I just, off. I don't need Mahomes running for his life from Micah and then firing to firing darts forty yards downfield because the play's been going on for six seconds. That's not going to help anybody. Um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, this this feels like clog and cover to me, and this is not a game. Like, I don't care about dominating or trying like let them have 500 yards as long as they're not scoring as many points as your offense yep. i keep wondering like how do you make him feel uncomfortable consistently like not just for one or two plays but how do you be successful at it without demarcus without randy and we saw the, and that was one of my concerns for last week but i mean atlanta 
totally different opponent than mm -hmm. the Chiefs. <laughs> so it just makes me wonder. Now, I, I was um, surprised with the job that the defensive line was able to do last week. But that's the thing. I don't know if these guys, I don't know if a guy like Dorrance Armstrong is going to have the same type of game that he did last week against an opponent like this. So it's... Uh, it's going to be a real, real true challenge for the Cowboys, and it does concern me, and I think that's why we keep talking about it. It's just going to come come down to who can score the most points because I don't feel confident that this, and I love Dan Quinn, and I love what he's doing with the defense, but I honestly don't feel confident that they can stop, consistently stop a guy like Mahomes. Yeah, making him feel uncomfortable. We saw it last year in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay was able to make him uncomfortable, and that was the reason why they won that game. If Cowboys had all of their parts, like if they had all those guys who were those pass rushers, you know, Tank and, and Gregory, I, I do think that maybe this is a game where you could look at that and say, well, maybe Dallas can't figure out how to get some pressure from four. I just don't know. I haven't seen it yet to, to be able to say they've got the guys right now that are going to be suiting up Sunday that can do that. And if you can't do that, then it's going to be a long day, and I think that's where – you got to be opportunistic. Make that one mistake that you can get out of him in that game. Make it, make him pay for it. Like yeah. make it a big, uh, a big play for the defense and for this team because he's gonna he's gonna make some plays for sure. He's gonna make some plays because that's what they do. Yeah, I can't wait to 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 see this defense with everybody back just because we haven't we haven't seen mm -hmm. it all year. All of these guys on the field together. Um, and not, I'm not even counting Tampa. That doesn't even that doesn't even count. Micah Parsons is is a shell of himself from that game to what he is yeah. now. And J. Ron Curse wasn't a factor like that. And I, I just want to see Randy and and D, you know Tank, maybe even Gallimore in there with with Parsons playing the way he does. Curse digs at this level. You know, it's not happening this week, so I get it. But I can't wait for that. And so, and if they lose to the Bucks, maybe you can throw that as an excuse. But no one, I mean, if they lose to the Chiefs, but no one will care. Yeah, if you told me you could line up Gregory and Tank and Micah and Osa as four down linemen that are all going to be rushing the passer, and then you drop seven, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm like, that's something you could work with. That goes know? back to my point. Of let you know, let's say Mahomes throws the game-winning touchdown in the final minute of the game, and you're like, man, that sucks. But we'll have Tank and Randy, and like we'll have all these guys when it when it gets cold and when it starts to. I mean, that's that's what's kicking around in my brain. Yeah, but and they, that's a good point. They gotta, but they gotta. I mean, even to some God, I I hate myself for saying that, but like to some degree, pushing these guys to the brink. For me, it counts for something. And I don't. I don't. You don't have to agree with me if you don't want to. But I. I think it. I think it would matter. All right. Let's get some predictions. What do you think is going to happen this Sunday, Dave? Let's start with you. I'm always the guy. I'm always like, oh, I, I gotta see it to believe it. You gotta show me. I. I believe. I believe in this team. Mm -hmm. I really do. Um, they've like everybody. Like people try to discredit what they've done, but like they've been through some wars. That again, Tampa. Moral victory in my book. I don't care what you think. No doubt. Um, no doubt. They, they, their morale was built from absolutely. that. Yeah. They went and won, what, six in a row? Yeah. They've murdered the bad teams that they've played. They escaped from New England against – I mean, that win all of a sudden looks They didn't pretty, play well in one. No, yeah. yeah. Um, Dak, Dak speaks for himself. I, th I think he's got a great shot to win MVP. And if he finds a way to win this game – I think he's the front runner, to be honest with no you. No doubt. Um, so all of that. I, I don't think they're phased. 
I think, like to steal the talking point from Anthony Brown, think they'll, they're like, we're going to give you our best shot. So I just hope it's as entertaining as I think it's going to be. Take the Cowboys 42 to 41 to 37. Just it'll be wonky. Somebody will miss an extra point or something. Okay. Amber. Gonna get on Twitter the next day and see the guys tweeting one and oh. What? No, I'm listening. Oh, you made a face like I said a bad word. No, no, no. I'm just listening. I'm listening to what you're saying. Isn't that what they tweet every time they win? Like yeah, it's like yeah, one yeah. and oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, did that have a different meaning? I didn't know. I actually I didn't know I didn't know that they did that. I guess I've missed I've that. seen a couple guys do that. Okay. I know what she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, they they I guess they do. It's kinda like one game at a time. Yeah, oh no, one I mean yeah. college teams do that all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, they're yeah. they're multiple guys that I guess that's the thing this year that they've been doing in there. Do they say oh and one when they lose the day? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. They just stay off Twitter. They don't they do that. Don't. Okay, I'm just curious. Right. No, but anyways, um no uh, Cowboys win. They're gonna win. Uh, I see a score being like 36, 34, and we're gonna come back here and be excited, excited AF. There we go. Oh, okay. See, the it was I think Steve on the uh, media mass said he could see a win over the Chiefs and then not a win against the Raiders, and I definitely could see that. I've seen that happen. Yeah, I've before. seen that happen before too. But I don't think it happens this year. But go ahead. Maybe, maybe it's one one game at a time. Yeah. I would say one week at a time because if I say one week at a time, I can talk about these yeah, there's two. There's a lot going on these next coming twelve up. days. No, but um, I I just think you know I think the Cowboys. I I agree with what Dave said about you know I believe and I think I'm a little worried. To accept it of what this means, of what this game would would mean, because it it would mean a lot for the Cowboys. It would mean yeah. like, yep, yeah, you can call them Super Bowl contenders. You have to, you know, if they go and win a game like this. So uh, I think that they can. I think their offense is better. I think they just have more weapons and they have a better line. They have a chance to keep scoring points. I didn't agree with what Bucky said the other day. I just don't. I just think you keep scoring. That'll help your defense if you keep putting sevens on the board. It'll mm-hmm. help. The defense will make plays. I got Dallas 38-28. All right. 10 point. Let's go, Nick. 38-28. Can I say something? Let's go, sure. Nicholas. Off topic, sure. Go ahead. Off topic. But yeah. um, when I read a lot of the comments on Twitter and like look at what people are tweeting at the show, and I'm sure you guys have gotten it, oh, but yeah. it seems like uh, people are kind of upset that you guys just keep agreeing with oh, each really? other. Yeah, you guys are in tune this whole Look, season. If you don't like, we know Derek's going to pick a win. And if you don't think that drives me crazy, that we all like, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But I've, there I've have been times when Dave has heard all the other picks and he's like, well, I'm just picking against just because I don't want us all to be picking. Right. I, just, and I thought that was going to happen this week because obviously we're all going to be picking Kansas, I feel, I mean, Dallas. I feel different, man. I feel yeah. different about this team. The team is different. Yeah. That's the thing. That's. That's the thing about it. But, but they're just better. Me, it was the reason Dave why. Dave and I are different in a lot of ways. Okay? <laughs> I know you guys have been agreeing Stop a lot. With I, 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 I would not wear my Hawaii rainbow sweatshirt on the air. I just wouldn't. What's my, wrong with the Hawaii nothing, rainbow I'm, warriors? I'm joking. <laughs> I don't wrong? have one. I like that. I only have, you know, I only have one team, Dave. That's no, not true. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> you are the guy that's got like 20 teams. I got two teams. Yeah, you do. Now. We'll see yeah. how that changes. I, look, I know, we've we've been in sync this season more than most, and it. it but that's also because this team's so good, right? No, but it's we've, we like it doesn't even have to be about the Cowboys. It'll just be like, I don't know, whatever. I do that too. I I, I agree with Mickey a lot sometimes. I'm like, hmm, Mickey. 
Why? <laughs> I don't know. We just we we agree a lot. That's fine. We didn't always agree. We don't always yeah. agree. And I don't. Dave and I don't always agree. It just it just kind of happens. Okay. All right. Well, I think the Cowboys are going to win. I think they're just. I think they're going to go in here and they're going to play a really good football game. They're going to keep doing what, what they've been doing all year, which is they just play well. And mm-hmm. that first game, I think they they had every opportunity to win that game. They just left a little bit too much time on the clock for. Uh, for Brady. I think this game will be a little different. They'll get some out of the running game. They win 38-35 on the road in a classic. This will be one that the NFL Network will be playing next week. Final score is going to be 17-13. Yeah, you know they all this. Yeah. But it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a really fun game. And and I think the Cowboys, you know, like it's not going to be maybe like it was against the Chargers or the Vikings, but I bet you Arrowhead is still loud. I guarantee oh, there's gonna be some blue. there will be a ton of blue oh, for yeah. this game. They just there just will be. It's not too far. There's a lot of fans there. They've been trying to get in this for eight years, and this yeah. is the best team that they've had in eight years, probably. I have a vivid memory of um, the the Terrence Williams toe drag swag game in Seattle in '14. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, Seattle's like Kansas City. Like that's the standard for yeah. what a big crowd is going to be. There are a boatload of Cowboy fans, and that's when I I was like, right. oh. It doesn't matter where the game is or how good the opponent is. Cowboy it. fans are coming, and yep. I think I, I expect that on Sunday as well. Yeah, yep. and that and that was a that's a very similar type of game because it was like, well, we think the Cowboys are pretty good. A little earlier in the year, but we mm-hmm. think that they're pretty good. We know Seattle's good. They've they've been in the Super Bowl and they were the defending champs, yep. maybe. So it's like, and they went back that year, right? Yeah, they went yeah, they back. Were, that and, was yeah. the yeah. So, I mean, that was one of those type of things. And, and the Cowboys went in there and beat them. And, you know, if if they would have said Dez caught it, they probably would have faced them again. Yep. And even <laughs> even yep. If, it, uh, if it's a lot of Kansas City fans there, the Cowboys are preparing themselves. And we talked about it. When, was that yesterday when they were blasting the oh, yeah. music? At All through the – that doesn't yeah, happen I've often. Heard, I've like, heard it. In on office, our yeah. show, I was like, I can hear the rap yeah. music through the window. They've never right had now. it that loud. No. No, no they, they definitely had it So up they're enough. getting ready regardless of who's out there in the stands. They definitely did. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back Monday. We'll let you know what went right and what went wrong. Stay tuned. Uh, there's a show coming up. It's a okay show. You might want to check it out. <laughs> See how it goes. Till then for Nick Even, Dave Hellman, and Amber Garcia. Come on in. I'm <laughs> Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break. Live on DallasCowboys.com radio. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?